0: hello you guys it's katie and welcome back to another episode of crime and crochet in this week's episode we're going to be discussing the serial killer wayne adam ford who killed at least four victims from october 1997 to november of 1998 So this case is one that I just heard of myself a couple days ago, so I thought it'd be a good one to cover in this episode because hopefully, I feel like if I haven't heard of it, then maybe a good portion of y'all that are listening haven't heard of it, and I do like to try to bring you guys cases that are not super overdone. Of course, I do include some of the classics sometimes, but I do also like to try to mix in ones that y'all have never heard before hopefully so hopefully y'all haven't heard this one and i am really excited especially if you haven't so let's just get straight into this episode wayne adam ford was born on december 3rd of 1961 to his parents an american father and a german immigrant mother in pataluma california Wayne's parents did end up divorcing when he was just 10 years old and years later he would go on to drop out of high school and enlist in the U.S. Marines instead where he served for six years and was honorably discharged in 1985. Starting in 1983, so two years before he left the military, he did have some psychological declines and that did result in him having a few hospitalizations for those reasons. Now, he did also have two brief marriages. Both of them ended in divorce. Now, he did also have a couple run-ins with the law after his time in the military. He did have several allegations of beating and robbing a sex worker, and animal cruelty, which he did serve a brief jail sentence for and at this time he was working as a long-haul truck driver now this case is a lot different from a lot of the other serial killer cases I have covered as well as cases I have heard in general because the way he was caught was actually by him confessing and turning himself in now from most serial killer cases I've seen The only time they turn themselves in is when they have already gotten the idea that the police are about to catch them, or the police do end up catching them and obviously taking them to trial, all of that stuff. So, in this case, he actually went to the police himself and just started confessing they were not even looking at him as a suspect or anything from what I can find, He was not on their radar at all, and he just came to a police station and told them that he was a serial killer, which I can only imagine how insane that would be. Now I am going to start getting into more details about the actual crimes, as well as him confessing in general, so it is going to get quite a bit more gory, I guess is the right word for it. So here's your disclaimer now. If you don't like hearing about that kind of stuff, then it might be a good time to click off. I never try to go into too much detail, but there are some details that I feel like are important to get the storyline and understand the case. So anyway, just a little disclaimer that it's about to get not only strange, but just like gross. In some ways, in November of 1998, is when he turns himself in and walks into a police department in California with a woman's severed breast in his pocket. Y'all see what I mean? It's getting gory. So, I can not only is it crazy to have somebody come into a police department and tell you they're a serial killer to come in holding a woman's severed breast like it was in his pocket just oh my god is all I can say to that but um just like how would like being the front desk lady at the like police station I could not imagine that you would like therapy Just therapy. But, anyways, he did confess to killing four women in 1997 and 1998, and those are the only four women he was convicted of. But there is believed to be quite a few more victims that he never confessed to or never went to trial for. Now, let's discuss the four victims that we do know, or at least think were from him. So the first victim is actually still an unidentified woman that it is believed that he picked up as a hitchhiker. And get this, y'all. Her body was found in October of 1997, and she had been dismembered, which is a big portion of why her identity is still unknown. And it is believed that... Again, like I said, she was a hitchhiker that he had picked up. And he mutilated her torso, which was found in a marsh area. And then one of her arms was later found on a beach. And then her head, other arm, and parts of her legs are still missing to this day. Ford has stored other body parts in freezers of his attic trailer for a year, and according to the laboratory analysis, apparently tried to cook some of them. See, this case is just gory, that's why I wanted to give y'all that warning, but like, he kept some of the body parts, tried to eat them, froze them, he spread them across different areas, I assume as he was driving across the country. As a truck driver and again that's one of the ways he was able to get away with this without even being on the police's radar until he confessed is because he was going all across the country so they didn't even connect these murders as being by the same person his second victim was found on June 2nd of 1998 and her nude body was found in Las Vegas She was a 26-year-old prostitute by the name of Tina Renee Gibbs, and she was found to be strangled, and that was her cause of death. Then four months later, a nude body of Lynette White, a 25-year-old, also prostitute, was found floating in an irrigation canal, and the precise cause of her death has not been determined Which something that I find really unfortunate in a lot of serial killer cases is that people like hitchhikers and prostitutes are unfortunately a lot of times targeted as victims of serial killers because they are deemed to maybe not have family that would come looking for them or report them missing or they're just in vulnerable situations in general Because of their lifestyles. So, I do always find that really unfortunate because a lot of those cases either go unsolved or they never even identify who the victim was because of circumstances like hitchhiking and prostitution. So, it is really unfortunate that people and women like that are targeted in general, but it is unfortunately, a reality in a lot of these cases. Wayne's fourth victim that he did confess to and was charged of her murder was Patricia Ann Tamers, and her nude body was found in California in October of 1998, and she was strangled to death and had one of her breasts removed, which was the one that he carried in his coat pocket more than a week later when he walked into the sheriff's station and confessed to all four of these murders Wayne Adam Ford was found guilty of four counts of first-degree murder on June 27th of 2006 and he was sentenced to death in August of 2006 He currently resides on death row in a state prison in California so that is about all to this case i mean he's 60 years old now and he has just lived out his life in prison since he walked into that police station and confessed to those crimes it does make me wonder if there was even more victims and how many more victims but those are unfortunately the only ones we know about And that's just one of the crazy things about serial killers is you really never know the amount of victims they actually had and where their bodies could be if there's more bodies that are, especially with a case like this where he was a truck driver who knows where other bodies could have been found, you know what I mean? So crazy stuff to think about and I know there is one other serial killer at least that is pretty popular that was also a truck driver. This case is separate, I believe. That one happened even before this one did. But um I could cover that in an episode if you guys wanted to hear that. You can let me know over on my Instagram at crime and crochet if you do want to hear that case as well. But I figured I would cover this one for this week since it was one I hadn't heard of before and hopefully, like I said earlier, y'all haven't heard of it either. But, since that is kind of all for this case, let's get into this week's crochet pattern. This week's crochet pattern feature is the Twisted Flower Slim Can Koozie, which you can find by Curly Ginger Creations on Instagram as well as on Etsy, is where you can purchase this pattern. Lauren, the designer of this pattern, said that this was a fun, spur-of-the-moment design when she was one day drinking a Red Bull and had a thought to create a koozie for slim cans, and as she started making it and getting to the top, it started turning into a pretty flower, and she said love when designs just kind of happen and it works, which as a pattern designer myself, I totally understand that. It's more frustrating than you would honestly think when patterns don't work out the way you're envisioning so it's really great when they turn out even better than you're thinking so that is this week's pattern feature and as normal you guys just go ahead and check her out again that is curly ginger creations on etsy and on instagram and there is more patterns and crochet designs to check out from her as well so that is all for this episode again a good place for y'all to check out the pattern if you're interested is also my instagram at crime and crochet and that's a good place to see everything from this episode so pictures from this case pictures of the pattern as well as my sources all that kind of stuff is available on my instagram at crime and crochet if you just want one central location to find everything, thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Crime and Crochet. I really hope you enjoyed. If you did, the best way you can help me out is to leave a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you are currently listening on. As well as, if you do want to see more from me, you can always check me out on all of my social medias. They are either at Crime and Crochet. Or at Crime and Crochet Podcast. Either way, you're gonna see the same little logo that I have on the podcast on all of my social medias as well. So if you see that, then you know you're in the right spot. As well as if y'all do wanna see more crochet related content and you didn't know, I am just at Katie Being Creative for all of my regular crochet content that doesn't involve true crime. So that is on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Etsy, Ribbler, pretty much everywhere. I am just Katie being creative as all one word, if you guys are interested in checking that out. And with all of that, again, thank you so much for listening. And I will hopefully see you guys in next Sunday's episode of Crime and Crochet. And of course, as always, make sure y'all are staying safe out there so you don't become one of these victims we talk about every week. Bye y'all!